What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. We're trying to be frequent again, kind of. <laughs> and for those keeping score at home, it has been exactly 12 days, I believe, since, nope, 13, nope. Wait, less than two days. weeks. Yes! <laughs> so, Lucky 13. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, so yes, we're... There you go. Okay, so now we're just gonna sit on this episode for like four days. Anyway, guys. in case you haven't figured it out, yeah, welcome to Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul at Dervish of Whirl. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And we, along with the rest of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, are available on all podcasting platforms, all pod forms, if you will. If you subscribe, uh, please make sure to rate and review. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Anyway, so it's been like two weeks since our last pod. The Suns are currently on a six game winning streak. And to talk about that, amongst other things, we did bring somebody in today to join us maybe we're supposed to have a couple other people here but some person might not have shown up whatever no big deal they know who they are it's fine dan duarte what's up buddy what's up fellas how's it going he's the one that showed up (laughs) yeah it's uh it's been a while yeah it's it's been a while since get we did chest, this last huh? time. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. Not as much as last time. You were awesome. I was very, I was also very wrong last time. If you don't, if you don't I don't even, I don't even um, remember what you were saying. Can I, I, can I actually, can I interject really quickly and bring up a funny little story about last time that perhaps Dan does not know about? <laughs> so you know how you get like ratings and reviews and you ask people to do that with your pods? Oh God. Oh no. Well, the last time after we had you on, we got hit with a pretty, pretty large one star review <laughs> for what the kind person reviewing um referenced as too many f bombs immediately when uh, the program started well <laughs> sorry well see see the other the other pods on the network uh try to keep it like pg and you know not not all the listeners realize that <laughs> we're, we're we're not we're uh we're more like cinemax at night Skinamax, yes. Jesus. Okay, so let's talk about the Suns, guys. Let's talk about the Suns, please. Please. Real, real, real quick, though. So, I mean, yes. Let's do Cinemax at night. Did I get that correctly? Yes. Also yes. known as Skinamax. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, thanks for having me on, guys. You guys probably haven't heard a lot from me lately. Shout out to my uh, podcasting partner, Flex. We do the Coast to Coast podcast together. It's been a long Isn't time it? since we've recorded uh flex and his entire family actually all came down with a pretty bad case of covid so uh kind of been the reason we haven't recorded uh in a while health and safety so protocols yeah he's uh he's in health and safety protocols he's uh apparently came in contact with the wizards too so you know funny how that goes but uh he's doing better we're we're, we're planning on recording uh hopefully tomorrow after the uh the nets game so uh Glad he's glad he's finally doing better. So shout out to him. Oh, hey, have yeah. the Suns lost since the last time you guys recorded? Because maybe just keep the streak going. Yeah, they've <laughs> they've lost a couple of times. Okay, that's how long it's been. Oh shit! 
Easy with the Cinemax and night language there, Paul. All right. So, hey, Paul, you Yo. were kind enough to do a rundown for us to talk about stuff on this show. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what we're going to talk about first, right? Well, I kind of I kind of hit on it a little bit right there was asking if the Suns had lost since the last time that uh, Dan and Flex had recorded because they are on a six game winning streak and they have won nine out of ten. I know uh, for a while there, there, there's a little bit of consternation out there in Suns land when we lost to Detroit and Washington back to back. But how are we feeling now, boys? Let me feel that one, if I may, first, Daniel Duarte. Thank you. Look, when we had those losses, when there was that consternation, if you will, hold on, was this the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the conversation about the reason why these seem so bad is because of how close and proximity they are to one another, right? This is not the team that we're going to be seeing. This team ne- still needs time to grow. We even talked about 20 games before we really see this team hit where we believe it could hit as a team, right? Which is an interesting number to put out there because I believe they are now, what, 26 games into their season? Are they? Is that right? Am I getting my numbers Sounds right? about right. I think that's what a 17-9 and nine record yep, would 20, be. Yep, yep, 26, yes. So – since that twenty, just check my math. You're right. Hit that's six <laughs> games in a row. So again, putting all putting putting aside all these weird sound effects going on, <laughs> those those times when things seemed a little rough, yeah, that sucked. But like we said back then, it's a blip, and we're we're going to see the best out of this team. And I think you know we see what they can do when healthy, when when the the guys are starting to figure out how to play with one another, etc. How about you, Dan? How they, they, they did this when they weren't healthy, at least most of it, until like the last two games. But yeah, go ahead, Dan. I mean, you guys, you guys know me, man. I, I, I've, I'm an overreaction machine. Um, I mean, <laughs> you I speak I, losses I, into it, existence. We've witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. That was one time, man. That was one time. Uh, I, I hate, I hate left our uh, group cha- uh, group chat because I was so upset. Um, and I believe that was after the OKC loss. Um, was that when it was? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, Washington, Detroit, and then we lost to OKC, and then you know, it was coming off those back to back losses to Denver where we got kind of screwed by the refs. And you know, some may think it's tacky to complain about the referees, I don't, I think it's part of being <laughs> a fan, but you know, who am I? What do I know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I was, I was in a pretty dark place when it came to the suns you know say i saw i was i believe i was telling you guys same old suns you know this team's never gonna get over the hump we can't have nice things you guys kept telling me to calm down i said no you calm down don't <laughs> tell me I'm to not, calm you're, down yeah you're like you're like none no more of these excuses because like yeah i was we, like no we more were, excuses we, no more moral justify, victories. yeah no more moral victories because we were justifying the losses <laughs> I, yeah. I completely forgot uh, about the fact that we literally had a podcast topic on Dan's entire mindset about the Suns last episode. Man, <laughs> what's up, buddy? Go on. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was rough, man. But it, it feels great, man. I mean, I haven't been this excited since. I mean, I I always get get excited for the Suns, but to be to to have the success match my excitement. I mean, it's been what, 10 years since that's happened. Um, it's crazy, man. Well, I mean, it happened in the bubble as well, but that's, you know, that was kind of a, a very short, you know, time span. Uh, but it's been great, man. I mean, it's, it's unfortunately there's only 15, there's only 1500 fans right now in the, in the 
in the arena. Um, I got to. Hey, be a what's part that of those like? Games. What's it that actually like? wasn't bad. Um, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't bad. I was the the section I was in. Um, it's pretty. They're it's pretty well spread apart. Um, the section I was in was probably one of the loudest sections in the arena. Um, not because of me, because there's a group of about I don't know eight eight guys. Um, kind of a little bit over to my to my right, and they were making a lot of noise and. They were kind of supplementing the fan noise with, you know, pumped in noise, crowd noise. So it, it, it actually sounded pretty, pretty good. Um, I didn't have to wait that long uh, to use the restroom or, or buy a beer. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to the Suns for using, uh, using me and my wife's video of us buying a $30 beer and looking happy as can be in their promo. So project 201. Right? Nice. Did you, go, did you go to the bar with the saddles? for chairs no no we went to the big long one at the entrance and some some girl was like hey just just a heads up i'm just gonna take your guys's picture so just you know pretend i'm not even here so we got our beer and then we were watching the game like two nights ago and i'm like holy shit that's us so that was cool they could have given you a free beer for that at least right they, they didn't make you I mean, sign or a waiver least, or anything no at least not charge me four at least not charge me fourteen dollars for a two dollar tall boy, you know. Is is that is that one of those uh, things that's on the back of the ticket, like in the fine print of you buy the ticket? You're like they're allowed to take pictures of you while you're in the arena and can use them in their own advertising, and nobody realizes that's there. I mean, I, Justin's a lawyer, but I'm assuming that's how it works. Sure, I guess I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. Call why don't you why don't you call him and complain and see what happens? Then you'll get your answer that way. Seems like a good idea. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to get 86 from the arena either. Uh but yeah, anyway, so I'm I'm tomorrow's the first game that they're gonna be at 3,000 too, the, the Nets game. Yeah, they're 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 increasing it. We'll see how that goes. Um I think what like they, I said, did, they did what a, I understand is they just opened the upper deck now. Correct. Yeah, the upper deck wasn't open uh previously, but I mean they did a really good 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 job, man. I mean, they had people there that were pretty much just there to make sure everybody was wearing their masks mm-hmm. and anytime somebody dropped their mask or wasn't wearing it when they weren't taking a drink or eating um they immediately went up to them and said hey put your put your mask back on so kudos to them man that was um i was i was really impressed by it um so you know that was cool and you know it just sucks that you know we're in the we're in the situation we are right now with, with the pandemic because I, I can only imagine how great it would be to be in that building if it was packed, I mean, the, the arena is absolutely beautiful. I mean, I, it definitely like it exceeded my expectations to what it was going to be. So it's an exciting time, man. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared. I'm, I'm, I'm super. What, what are you scared about? Like getting, your, they actually, get, getting your heart broken. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't even like that might've come out sounding like I was being sarcastic. I actually meant to use that word on purpose. Like, is that what oh, you're saying? I know? Like, you know, I, you know, this means we're, we're, we're either close to one of the happiest times in our sporting lives or another Ron Artest airball put back heartbreak, you know, oh, or a fucking Robert Ori <laughs> hip check. First of all, it's Meta World Peace now, and he's retired, so we're fine. Don't worry about it. See, not going to happen. Um, okay, so anyway, Paul, good lead off yeah. there. I liked it. Lesson is, we're all happy the Suns are winning. <laughs> all right, 
So do a long, do a long that, I do have, I got a, I got a follow-up question for please, you. Please. So of, of all the games in that nine out of 10 streak that we've had going on, which one was your favorite victory? Oh. Ooh. I think Dan, Dan, Dan's. I this think one's Dan's easy gone. for me. All right. Go for it. It's definitely the second win against the Mavs when Booker hit that three. Uh, and old, uh, we're clearly on the same page. Cry, cry baby golden boys threw a fit after the game because he missed that prayer from 40 feet out. And it was just, it was, and like you said, man, cherry on top. It was, it was great. It was beautiful to see. Um, but you know, Hey, the Mavericks are back now. They're in with 13th place now and everybody's, and you know what side, can I go off on a little bit of a sidebar here? That's what what, what is it with the national? What is it with the national media making up all these damn excuses for the Mavericks? It boggles my mind. They're like, oh, they've they've been hit with all this COVID stuff. Hasn't haven't like half the team the teams in the league, including the Suns, who had to play Damian Jones and had to, you know, I don't, I don't know, give Michael Secret stuff to Frank Kaminsky so he could actually play well. Like it's <laughs> I, I don't understand it, man. They, they, they have a they have a million and one excuses for the Mavericks. Oh, but hey, hey, they're back and they can contend. They they can be a scary playoff team just because they have somebody who, you know, drops hey, forty six points and losses. Now they're up to tenth now. Congratulations, you're in the playing game. Yeah, I mean, a French playoff team, which is what they've been the last two years, three years. So, sorry, that's my tangent. But that that's easily my favorite victory of the, of the streak. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, really, I, I, wow. The, that wasn't expected. I gotta go. I gotta go with the, I gotta go with the Bucks game. I mean, I know that, uh, the Bucks were a little undermanned, right? Suns were undermanned as well. Cause they weren't fully healthy yet. How many games ago was that? I'm losing track of everything. Um, but anytime you beat a team that's got Giannis when Giannis goes for 47, uh, and you, hang on to beat a, a, a legit contender. I mean, those are the kind of wins that we expect this team to, to get, right? Um, there are games where it's it's one of those, a team that's not a true contender isn't going to hold on uh, at the end when when the Bucs are, you know, charging back. Uh, I think I think it's got to be that game just because, like I said, that I believe is the best team that they played out of the entire bunch. Uh, and it shows what this team is capable of uh, when they're when they're facing top tier talent that they're going to have to be worrying about when they're in the playoffs. Nice and simple, right? Nice and simple to the point. I mean, I definitely Sorry. agree from from an emotional perspective. I think I'd have to say I agree with the with Dan and the Mavericks game because just you know everything that the Suns have had to deal with in relation to the Mavericks over the last couple seasons and kind of what that's means for the history and you know the future of the suns and whatnot and so it's always nice to you know get a victory over there in dallas um but to your point justin from a like which win like actually kind of truly means the most from a team this season standpoint i kind of want to go with the 76ers because mm-hmm. that because the 76ers in the East are right up there with the Bucks, And whereas the Suns eked out a win against the Bucks, they manhandled the 76ers. And that's like, and that was also the first time that they were fully healthy 
that was like when Dario was back and campaign was back and everybody was back. And it was like, and everybody was clicking. Like that was really the first, I think that was the first game where like, okay, this is, this is what we can do. This is what this team can do when it's moving on all cylinders. Yep. And like you saw the potential ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. I mean, we'd had some healthy game guys healthy before, but they're still trying to figure each other out. And now it's like, you know, you know, I'll just move right into our one of our other topics is like um book and and uh CP3 are finally starting to click. And like that's you know, that's kind of what we've been waiting for. And it kind of makes sense that it's right about now, too, just because you know, you know about 20 games into the season, particularly after not really having a great much of a preseason or train or true training camp, or even just, you know, the pickup games that guys play would normally play over the summer with like those like where you just develop that chemistry. And so, you know, they had a little bit of setbacks here and there with book, with book being out with injuries and whatnot. So this is like right about when I think, it makes sense that this is when they're clicking and kind of really starting to figure out how to balance that with it, not being a, you know, my, your turn, my turn kind of thing. And, you know, and that just really speaks well to, I think how we're, we're going to look over the next uh, couple of weeks and months going into the back half of this season. Let me, let me ask you guys this question. If you could use one word to sum up, the sun season so far, what, what word would you use? How about that? Roller coaster. Mm, I like that word. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but that kind of builds off of a lot of what Paul <laughs> just said, what he was just talking about, the injuries, uh, the COVID issues that we've talked about before, et cetera, et cetera. What about you, Paul? You know, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. I do like roller coaster, um, but I was I was going to say more like fine tuning. Ah, so you're hyphenating. Okay. I well, like ro- he roller coaster is not one word either. Yeah, so it is, isn't it? Is, is it? it not? I'm 99% sure roller coaster is one single word. Is it? I yeah, it it's two. one word. Yeah. All yeah. right. Anyway. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyphenating. Fine tuning. Mm, mm. And I like that though, because I think you and I are kind of along the same line. My my word would be like my word would be, and this is totally cheating, because I'm like, how would you describe the sun season up till this point? My word would be beginning, because I feel like we're now just beginning this team. Like this team's uh the 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 building blocks we've seen, them getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is what we have. And I think that's where we are finally at, assuming we stay healthy. Um, and frankly. No pun intended there, because I'm going to talk about depth here. But frankly, even when we're not healthy, the team has shown that the 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 cohesiveness that they're building is starting to develop into wins, even when they don't have everybody healthy. Uh, and Frank Kaminsky being a a shiny. Yeah. Thank you, Sacramento, who can cutting him. <laughs> I know, right? How crazy is that? So. You know, Paul, the last time we had our, uh, an episode, we talked about whether Cam Johnson should go back to the bench. He had not been moved back to the bench yet. Both of us said, nah, let's keep rolling with it, which then obviously, obviously, Monty listens because he was like, yeah, these guys are saying don't. I'm moving his ass back to the bench. <laughs> and Frank Kaminsky in the starting lineup has been a, a revelation. I was going to say, I, I was going to say an aberration, <laughs> which I feel like it is, too. I um, thought you were going to say a godsend. <laughs> but 
that was actually also going through my head. This is freaking weird. We talk way too much, guys. It was all of those things, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's worked. Nobody's like, everybody's like, no, it wasn't all those things. I mean, it's, it seems to have worked, but I mean, even still, like particularly in the last couple of games, I mean, he it's almost like a token starting. I mean, didn't he only get like 11 minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, one of those last couple games. I it's mean, definitely like, really, yeah. it's like, uh, okay, let's not, let's not uh, upset the basketball gods here. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not upsetting the basketball gods here, but Dario's playing really well. You know, Crowder's healthy. You know, we, you know, Cam's playing fine. We just need to roll out Frank to get the, get everything moving. Yeah. Like for whatever, he's the kickstart for whatever. And that's, uh, I feel like people don't understand that, right? All these guys on Twitter and everybody's pissed off because, you know, Monty's still starting Frank and he was like, oh, it's simple. You have to bench Frank and put in this guy. I'll quote, yeah, I'll, I'll quote, I'll quote our buddy Espo on this. Respect the streak, man. They're on a winning streak. Whatever works. Like, yeah, you know, I, keep your, keep your damn analytics out of it. Let it go for, five freaking minutes like just stop just let it happen something i learned today did you know frank is the second highest three-point percentage on our team i do now i i I believe it yeah i believe it yeah he always seems to come up with a big three either when teams are making runs back at us or you know we're down eight or nine points and we need a bucket he comes up with a huge three and it's just like he's playing so much better than last year Last year he had the yips for like the whole season. And plus when, when uh, the more screen time he gets, the more uh, often Eddie Johnson says fanning the flames on. uh, Yeah, he does. So that's, that's always a positive. One of these days I'm actually going to cut that and use it. Probably won't. It seems like a lot of work, a lot of work. Next time you play golf with him, you should tell, you should tell him that we always enjoy that every time he says it. I will, I will pass that along. Um, so, okay. Uh, let's, let's talk, let's talk. Uh, we we just kind of recapped a topic we brought up last episode. Yeah. Let's do it again, because I know we were talking about discussing this anyway, but last time we recorded, we talked about whether the Suns would have an all-star this year. And if so, who that would be. Um, if I recall correctly, Paul, you had said book would be an all-star, right? Is that your sure? Sure. I I said that I didn't think the Suns are going to have an All Star, but if they did, it was going to be Chris Paul. I also said, barring Booker continuing it because he had just started to play pretty well, right? He had two two really solid games. Um, It was barring Booker continuing to play like that as we move towards the All Star break. Um, and I had, before we started recording said, I wanted to share a little something about one of the topics. I'm going to go ahead and share that now because (laughs) I looked back at Booker's stats over this since, since we recorded, which has been, let's see, um, the last, I don't have it on here. Like, you know, eight games, 10 games or so, give or take. Right. Okay. So prior to that, so in his first 14 games of the season, Booker was averaging, 22.9 22.9 points, shooting 47.3% overall, 34.1% from three, okay? Since since I questioned Booker's ability to make the All-Star game this year, All-Star team this year, 
he is shoot, he's scoring 27.4 points a game, shooting 52.6% overall and shooting 40.9% from three-point range. Now, I bring this up because, Paul, and I tweeted about this a little while ago, a few weeks back. Remember when Devin Booker was in his, I believe it was his second year, and it was our first year of the podcast. Okay. And we had an episode very early on, early on where we talked about what was wrong with Booker because he wasn't playing where we thought he would be playing in his second year. Yeah. And then immediately after that, you know, we have high expectations. He started playing better and we had a podcast where we literally like named it. Did we save the Phoenix suns because Booker's are <laughs> playing better. So that took five years, but we did. So we fast forward four years later, Booker gets questioned on this podcast again, when he's not playing to the expectations that we have as, as, as fans to a certain degree. Right. And he comes right back and starts playing like a madman again. So I'll ask you the question one more time, Paul, did this podcast save the Phoenix Suns? It's what we do. It's what we do. So that's a yes. That's a yes. And okay, back to what I was originally going to kind of get us onto here. And that is, okay, as we sit here now, are the Suns going to have an all-star? And I'm going to stand here, look both of you in the eyes over Zoom, talk to all of you people listening like we're face-to-face and say, I was wrong. Devin Booker absolutely needs to be a fucking all-star. Next. Well, I mean, if he, if he keeps playing like this, he's definitely going to get the spot just because, you know, coaches have short-term memories and he's, I mean, he's obviously not getting voted in as a starter because, you know, guys who are on uh, 13th place teams are going to get voted in as a starters. Um, But, um, and, you know, Phoenix fans are too lackadaisical about getting out there and getting the vote. And, um, Kendall is not using the uh, Kardashian um, uh, network to help boost her boyfriend, but I respect him for not asking her for not asking her to do that because I feel like he asked her not to. If anything, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I I feel like he one hundred percent had to. Like there's, and I I don't say had to like he needed to. I'm saying he must have because. I mean her entire life is kind of based around to a certain degree social promotion why wouldn't yeah. she why wouldn't she do that just on her own or i don't know i'm not why wouldn't chris jenner do it because you know yeah why, why wouldn't her mom want her to do it just because it it may it boosts kendall's q rating if she's dating an all-star starter in the nba mm. not just a fringe all-star you know so, but even still, if he keeps playing like this, the coaches are going to be like, you know, he's, they got how many more? Cause the schedule's all off. I don't even know how long until the coaches have to vote. Um, uh, Thursday. Yeah. I was the say. coaches vote yeah. Thursday or is that when, Oh no, no, no. That's when the, that's when the voting stops. Sorry. Oh yeah. That that's yeah. That's fine. I don't care about that. I'm talking about when the reserves get voted in. What is that? Like another week has, after that? It has to be like another week. Cause the game, I mean, March 2nd is the end of the first half. So, and we're, I mean, we're two weeks away from that. So. All right. Yeah. So it's coming up. And I mean, if he keeps playing like this over the next five, six games or whatever they have between now and then I can't see him not getting the nod over Chris Paul, but what's actually kind of interesting is I think when we were pre when we were previously discussing this, I was assuming we weren't actually having an all-star game. That like I don't think that was on the table just yet. So it would have been an interesting year where there were no subs. They had just started 
discussing the possibility of having an all-star game like that day that we were. Okay. So I think my perception was on the assumption that there was not going to be an actual all-star game. So with that, there would be that like minimum number of all-stars because there would be no injury slash slash sit out subs. I think it's possible the Suns might have two all-stars because of that. If they, because they're actually hosting a game, people are going to sit out for one reason or another, whether it's injury, whether it's, I disagree with the fact that we're holding an all-star game this season, (laughs) hold it, you know, taking a stand kind of thing. And we might be able to sneak in both Booker and Chris Paul into that. Cause my other fear is the reverse is going to happen is they're going to cannibalize each other's votes and then neither of them gets in because at least gets in from the original, the initial coaches vote may get in from a sub standpoint, but their votes get cannibalized because some coaches say Chris Paul, some coaches say Devin Booker because they're like, okay, the number four team in the West, the like team with the fifth best record in the entire league needs to have an all-star and you know there's no coordination of who's that going to be right um and just to kind of clear one thing up the reserves get announced on february 23rd okay so between now and then so a week from tomorrow week from tomorrow so dan what about you since since you didn't get to chime in the first round so paul's paul i have changed my answer from (laughs) no and if so and if yes chris paul to devin booker or a burn the world down if he doesn't make the all-star team paul has changed his answer from devin booker to both of them <laughs> dan please tell me like four sons are going to make the all-star <laughs> tell me that's your your picks i mean i i i, I no four sons are not going to make the all-star <laughs> team um I, I think devin booker will because i think he's going to go absolutely insane for the rest of the time between now and you know, and like you said, coaches have short memories, right? So, I mean, he just smoked Doc Rivers. Steve Clifford just got a good, uh, you know, a, a good look at him. We all know that him and Steve Nash, they had that little interview together. He's going to go off tomorrow because, A, he's hot right now, and, B, the Nets are playing defense. <laughs> so, so um, there's that. And then, you know, I, I haven't looked too far ahead of who they play from now until next Tuesday, but – um, I just pulled it up. Do you want to know? Yeah. Who, who are they? So obviously we got the Nets coming up on uh, tomorrow. Friday we're playing New Orleans again. Ugh. Um, at New Orleans, and they're going to be they're playing at Memphis on Saturday, Monday, and then back in Phoenix. Portland. Yeah. And I know that yep. I'm going. I can't wait. So three more games. So four more games. I mean, four more games. Yeah. Right with the Nets. Uh, you know, and you know, with the history of the Suns, the Suns, those the 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 Grizzlies for some weird reason own the Suns, um, and that really pisses me off because I hate the Grizzlies for no rational reason, just yeah. other than the fact that the Suns should have had John Morant because that's the slot where we should have picked that year, and somehow we fell a sixth. But you know, whatever it is, what it is, uh, we got Cam Johnson and Dario Saric. I can't complain. Um, so you know. I still think he's going to, he's going to go insane uh, this, this next week. So I think it's going to be Devin Booker. Thank God that the national media doesn't decide the reserves 
Because the national media has the, the most ridiculous case of hypocrisy that I've seen. What have we heard about Devin Booker the last five years, right? <laughs> the most ridiculous case of hypocrisy you've ever seen yes. is the, the national media discussion about Devin Booker, yes. not the myriad of things in our political national media sphere. I'm talking about <laughs> basketball. I'm talking about a basketball. In oh, basketball, let the, ball, let right? the man basketball. make a strong statement to leave him alone. Okay, no, sorry. <laughs> that that struck a nerve, and I'm sorry for the listeners if that struck a nerve with you. I, I meant in the NBA and basketball, the national, the, the the NBA national media, the hypocrisy of it. Right, the last five years, what have we heard about Devin Booker? He doesn't win. He puts up good stats on a bad team. Looter and and re- oh yeah, and we can't reward that. We'll reward Donovan Mitchell, who posts worse numbers. You know, or you know, whoever, take your pick. Whoever the the you know got voted in or got to play. Uh, but all of a sudden this year, right? This year, Wonder Boy is gonna start because he's Wonder Boy and it doesn't matter that his team is, you know, 10 games or I'm sorry, uh 10th in the West and you know, on a, a fringe playoff team. Uh is he putting up ridiculous numbers? Absolutely, but has so has Devin Booker in the past. And I just don't understand why now. Now that Devin Booker has a good team, they just completely ignore the fact of how, A, he's been playing lately, and B, the Suns are the fourth best team in the West, fifth best team all around in the NBA. So, again, it's just like a big it's, – it's ridiculous, and it, and it really pisses me off. And people just decide – I mean, we I, I listened to, to Simmons' podcast with uh, Kevin O'Connor uh, earlier today and and for some reason they're like oh yeah it's going to be chris paul he's going to be an all-star um and then they were they gushed over ben simmons and how great his defense is i just neglected neglected the, the the fact that devin booker dropped 36 points on the phillies there wasn't even a mention of the suns beating the phil the philly or the phillies the philadelphia 76ers uh you know and and devin booker's performance it, it's just it, it boggles my mind, man. And it, and it just, frankly, it just pisses me off because it's, it's the argument that we've been trying to like, that has hurt us for the last five years. And all of a sudden that's not an argument anymore. Now, Hey, no, we're going to put this guy in. We're going to put Shea Gilgis Alexander in because, you know, I, I was about to say, I mean, like, I love KOC, but he's putting in SGA. <sighs> SGA. Come on, man. I mean, I know, I know the, the thunder are over, overachieving and, and whatnot, but so were the Suns last season, and the Suns are overachieving this season, right? You know that they expected. Mm-hmm. They, so, they, to us, no, but to, to like to the, the to, to average the NBA, national media, media we were a fringe playoff. We were uh, going yes, to be a seventh to the uneducated eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree with to, you. To the uninformed, <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas, yeah. whereas, you know, some, as somebody on this podcast has as their Twitter handle one seed, who also is one of the few people who predicted eight and O for the Suns, <laughs> you know, with Nijala Stradamus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was great. Yeah, no, I, I, uh... I, I don't know where you were going with that. Where you going? You were up. <laughs> I lost it. I, I 
I I gave up at Nijala Stradamus. I was, was like, all, was I, all, I can't go better all, than that. It was all Dan's rant that threw you off there. Okay, so. sorry, I had to. It's so frustrating, man. I mean, it's just. But yeah, it's it stupid. is hundred percent frustrating. It really but, is. But I mean, he his, his up until I think these articles were written. I think a lot, you know, KOC's probably been working on his list for like a couple weeks now. And then like until like the last week, you know, books only been averaging 22. You know, he, he's been not living up to expectations. He made the all-star team last year because he was scoring like 26, playing 26, five and five on like really good efficiency this year across the board. His numbers are down advanced statistics wise. He's not the best player on the suns. Yada yada yada. I understand the arguments, but I don't. Let, let me let me ask this. Let me ask this question of you guys. <laughs> Which about, is why I'm afraid about cannibalization. Let me ask you this question about Booker. Cannibalization is never. Feel, do you feel like he deserves an All Star nod as much this year as he did last year? Well, because he kept getting yes, yes, absolutely. Winning. And to me, it's not just because of winning. To me, it's because of winning and the fact that he took the make no mistake about it. The early struggles of Devin Booker wasn't because Devin Booker just finally, you know, didn't know how to play basketball. It's because he bought into this. Hey, let's do this with CP3. And I think he, he took a step aside and said, all right, CP3, do your thing. Uh, mold this team, uh, guide us, and then I'll follow. And it's a science experiment, right? It's trial and error. Everything's going to – it's not going to go smoothly. Um, so I think, you know, he, he made that sacrifice early in the season. I mean, he had a game – I think he scored under 10 points for the first time since – I don't know how long, since like 2017 or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. He, he made that sacrifice, and, and that, that just shows leadership and that shows buying to winning. He didn't say, I'm going to get mine. I need to get my 20, you know, 27 at night. He bought in. He bought into the to the uh, you know to the culture, and he bought into to what CP3 uh, you know was was thinking his vision. And he's not I, the I mean, only even, one who bought in. No, no. I mean, look at DeAndre Ayton. I, let's, like, let's not, I'm just saying we're like how long into this, and we haven't even mentioned the dude's name. I, I mean, and you know he's uh, he's the ire of fucking Suns Twitter. I don't think I used the right word there, but um, I think you did. Okay, I yeah. think I did. Yeah, I got to give myself more credit. Anyway, um, well, you can always go on Facebook, and they're trying to get us to trade um, trade him for Andre Drummond. Oh, Jesus, Ooh, dude, hundred percent, hundred percent. That was on there. I mean, like, I've, I'm like, oh. we, 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 we thought we think tw- NBA or Suns Twitter is a hellscape. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I had a guy DM me. He's like, "Oh, would you trade him for Aaron Gordon and Busevich?" I'm like. He's like DeAndre Ayton in a first round pick for Aaron Gordon and Vucevic. I'm like, no. I'm like, dude, you can't give up on these guys. And DeAndre Ayton, uh, he's he's a punching bag, man. He's Twitter's punching bag. People love to hate on him. And you know, there's other podcasts that are out there that hate on him. That's just they they love to call my Mike. They call, love to call him. What do they call him? Uh, 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 Mike Scott with, on steroids. I don't know, man. It's, I haven't it, heard that it, one. It, it boggles my mind, and it, it's crazy because. He has 100% sacrificed all of his offensive game. So, yeah, that's why he can't get into an offensive rhythm. It's not because he just, again, he didn't just forget how to play basketball. He didn't forget how to average 17, 19 points a game. He's, he's bought into, hey, defense first. And you see that. When he's off the floor, 
especially when Dario was out. Oh my God, man, we get we get murdered on the on the offensive glass. Just look at that Bucks game. Look at that Bucks game. The only person that could guard Giannis was 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 Da. And if it weren't for the refs calling BS fouls on him all night, Giannis wouldn't have forty seven points. He was he he sunned him like three times. So it's it's unfortunate, man. And that was my tangent on um, DeAndre Aiden. No, no, and, and and you know another game jumps right in my head. It was one of the games against the Nuggets earlier this year, where the like eight minutes of the third quarter that Aiton didn't play that Jokic was in, Jokic scored like twenty four of his twenty eight points or something ridiculous. Oh like, yeah, something stupid. Loss. Or well, and then also when they when he fouled out and then we lost in overtime. Yep. Well, well you mean where we shouldn't have because Jamal Murray took six yeah, well, yeah, steps. Well, yeah, but you know. Okay, let me. I'm and gonna, Booker got hurt. Actually, it was a game before, but that. Okay. What was that? <laughs> did you hear that? You I hear did. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, one thing first, and then a second thing after, in that order. Sorry. Man, I'm gonna give you some credit because when I asked that question, whether or not you guys thought Booker's as deserving this year as he was last year, um, I would have. I would have said no. I would have said no, but to be completely honest, you changed my mind. And now I want, now I feel like maybe he's more deserving this year than last year. <laughs> Boom, lawyered. Second of all. I don't know if I've ever lawyered you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you have. I don't know if he really. You just won't let it happen. I guess he did lawyer me in a, in, in a certain way, but in a straightforward way. Hmm. Yes. So the second thing I was going to talk about is, is that Nuggets game, the end of that game. Why is it that you can like, review things i feel like if it's a play at the end of the game like that it gets reviewed and it's like the the, the correct ruling is that shouldn't have happened that way why does that not change the outcome of the game like it's not like a foul in the middle of the second quarter or something like that you know what i mean it's a decisive moment in the game in the nfl you replay a, you know a, a catch in the end zone or whatever the case might be right so i don't know it just seems odd to me it seems counterintuitive that you can say very well, not that last play wrong I guess theoretically you don't know what could happen if they inbounded the ball with three tenths of a second left. Maybe we'd throw it right to them and they'd paddle it into the in, in, in for a three pointer and win. I don't know, but it just seems odd. So would I you mean, would, you, would you like to allow the coach's challenge, which currently really only can be used to overturn a foul that's been called? Or to, ever if you're the Suns, because if Giannis pushes off, you're not allowed to use your challenge. Right. Yeah. If Giannis holds your arm. <laughs> hold your arm <laughs> full on grip it but would you hold and and hold on let's talk about that what the hell was that how do you not get to challenge something and it wasn't like there was a whole lot of time that lapsed between when they asked for the challenge what, what, what once happened. the once the fouled player gets the ball i know yeah. which did not that happen. was before that because money called the timeout Right. Well, which is which is the process? If you're going to challenge, yeah. you call a timeout. That's like part of the rule. Yeah. But <clears throat> I have no idea. Like they wouldn't even grant him the timeout if he couldn't. If if the ball was already in play, so why would they grant a timeout and say you can't challenge? That makes zero sense and is one hundred one hundred percent completely contrary to what the rule says. But anyway, that aside, what were you saying, Paul? I was just saying. What is your thought on the on the idea of changing that coach's challenge to allow them to also 
request review on a play where a foul wasn't called or, or some type of penalty wasn't called that should have been particularly in crucial moments like the Jamal Murray situation where I think they could review the play to determine if he got the shot off before the clock expired. Yeah. But could not, re- but the rules limited it. Like they can't do anything else with the, around that play. It's only did the shot leave his hands before the clock expired. The fact that he yeah, traveled that's... is moot. You can't call a play from the video or you can't call a foul from the video monitor. Yeah, it's moo. It's bullshit. So you're right? asking how I, I feel I, about I, the, the possibility of including uh, a, a, as a challengeable call non-calls, basically? Essentially, yeah. But like... Here's what I would do. Here's here's how I would do replay. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you only get one, and I mean, obviously it would stop play, period, either way, but... Here's, you know. here, here's what I would do. I would give coaches one... Hmm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there on the fly. I would make everything coaches challenge. None of the reviewable by the refs with, you know, two minutes left, whatever, under two minutes left in the half, right? I would leave things where they are. I think saying you can challenge a non-call, oh, you know what? No, you know, fuck it. I would make that challengeable as well. I would give coaches one per half, right? Listen, hear me out. Mm-hmm. You don't kind use like the first NFL. half of one, it carries over. Okay. Okay. You get both right, just like the NFL, you get another one, and that's it. Okay. And I think that would, and if there's nothing that's, if you have to challenge anything that's in the last two minutes and you don't have an automatic review, I think the fact that you're giving more isn't going to necessarily result in coaches using them more because you want to save at least one for an end of the game. Right. Um, so that's what I would do. So, my biggest issue with the NBA challenge is you're trusting the same exact officials that make that made the terrible ass call to not only review the tape and review the, the play, but then you're actually you're expecting them to say, oh, I messed up and this was actually the correct call, which I mean, if it's a if it's a bang bang play, if it's close, they're going to be like, I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. It should be centralized. You know, you know who has the best replay system in sports is baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> baseball, because they don't like the umpires don't determine it. Somebody else in the league office is reviewing that tape and they say, hey, no, actually, you got it wrong. This is a correct call. That's how it should be. I don't understand why it's so hard. If we can get the replay review nine different times during a during a coach's challenge. Somebody should already be looking at that film in the league office and, and, and going over that. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And, and to your point about the end of the game, anytime, anytime a, 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 a review, a, a, a touchdown is reviewed in football, right? Did he catch the ball? Did he maintain position? Was he inbounds? Same thing should happen at the end of the game. You know what? All right. Did he get the ball off in time? Did he travel? No, he didn't travel. Fouls. Okay. Fouls, I think are a little bit more, you know, but actual black and white, you know, did he travel or not? Did he step out of bounds? Did he get the ball off in time? Those should absolutely be reviewed. And those shouldn't even be coaches' challenges. If you're going to review, if you got the ball off at the end of the game, you should review everything. You can't just, you know, pick and choose what you see and what you don't. I don't know, man. It's That whole subject just kind of really 
sets me off. So well, it's because it's because the way they have it set up is flawed. Like, look at there was an in, instance earlier this year. I forgot what game it was, but it was on it was on Twitter where the coach challenged whether a foul had occurred or not. Okay, and he won the challenge that a foul had not occurred, but the way that they determine how the ball is put in, in, in play is what had occurred at the time of the whistle. Okay. And when the foul first occurred before the whistle blew, another guy on that team caught it, put the ball in. So the coach on, on the other team, I mean, on the team that was fouled. So the coach who challenged it, the defensive coach won, but because before the whistle blew, the team had scored, they still had their two points or something like that. It was, it was so like, it was so backwards, so backwards. But anyway, that's enough about referees and reviews, right? So I think we've I think we've covered. No, no that that's for our other pod. What's that? Mm. That's for Playing when the refs. That's for when that's for when Robert <laughs> Flaming Zoller, the refs. son's payroll. Too. Flaming the refs. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I, like I mean, it, it's funny because that you bring that up, Justin. Because I mean, it, it, we're talking about that that Denver game. What about the game before that? when we, we were pulling away and Devin Booker had that three point play and yeah. oh, God. the, uh, the, the elbow, you know, the phantom mm-hmm. elbow that, you know, that got reversed. We should have been a three point play, but somehow it's two free throws on the other end. Like that doesn't make any goddamn sense either. And here's, here's, here's uh, to, to Paul's point earlier about how there's a limitation in what can be reviewed. And this is why I think that was done incorrectly because according to the review, when there's a coach's challenge like that, they have to first determine whether, you know, you can say, okay, the call, the foul was called on the wrong person, but you have to first determine that the call on the floor was not a foul. So they have to determine first that Gary Harris did not foul Devin Booker before they can look at anything that Booker did. And I, I mean, I didn't hear that they said that that was not a foul on Gary Harris. I don't know how they could possibly conclude that because he hit him in the arm wrist, pulled his hand away from the ball, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, that's a situation where, yeah, they should have a limited thing that they look at before they look to anything else like they do, but for whatever reason was not followed correctly, at least in my humble opinion, of course reading the rules or, as I or, or those last two minute reports should like actually mean something It's like, Oh yeah, that, that shot shouldn't have counted. Cause dude traveled. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, Hey guys, sorry. We <laughs> fucked up, but you lost you got anyway. the win. <laughs> it's like, Oh, by the way, here's a, here's just a gigantic middle finger after taking that L. Yeah. So Paul, anything else that you wanted to cover here today, buddy? What else do we have on this little rundown? Um, You're the one that. Has- sorry for being tacky and uh, you know no. complaining oh, about refs. Yeah, the, the, okay. La- last thing, we can close it out with. Um, are the Suns officially contenders? Yeah, yeah, they they have been since before the season started. Absolutely. No matter no, no matter how hard it is for the national NBA media to admit it, yeah, they're contenders. I, I don't. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> do you think they need to? Do you think they need to make a move to solidify that, or are you guys ha- now that everybody's healthy, you're happy? I don't think you make a move. I mean, look, you can't say you're never going to make a move if something comes mm-hmm. along that makes sense, and you're gonna do it. But well, I'm just saying we, we might we might be in the in the play for some of those buyout guys. I don't think they. Here's what here's what I'll say is I'm saying no to Blake Griffin. By the way, 
just yeah, to no, put that out there. I don't want that either. So, but if we're, yeah. Well, last time I, we were on this pod, Dan, we were like, yeah, Chris Paul. <laughs> so, basically. <laughs> That's so, true. That so, is, we, I mean, know that, we know that Blake Griffin will be a son in the next, like, two or three weeks now. Great. Yeah. And he's going to be, uh, and be awesome. And I'm going to get And he and, 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 and Book can be, uh, you know, Eskimo brothers. Eskimo buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, look, here's what I'll say is I don't think the Suns need to go and actively look for a move. Now, the buyout guys, that's a little different story. Like, you're going to look at buyout guys. But I'm talking if you're looking trade-wise, they don't need to look for anything. If something comes, you listen, right? You always listen. But but actively searching it out, I don't know what they necessarily need to do that because I'm pretty happy with where things stand right now with them. Again, buyout guys a little bit different depending on who gets bought out and what have you. They can improve the team. Yeah, absolutely. You improve the team. Uh, but uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see this this be the roster we have moving forward, and I'm completely happy with it. Um, I agree with this with this new godsend revelation. <laughs> what, was, what was the last word? It was my word too. Um, aberration, aberration of Frank Kaminsky. Like I'm, I'm happy. I have a name for you. Oh, I would say no to this, and Suns fans are going to kill me for it. But I'm, I'm, I can actually see this happening. I can see this happening. Aaron Baines gets released from uh, Toronto because he's played fucking like terrible. <laughs> yeah, which makes me like say, yeah, no, I don't. I'm good. I don't. I'd honestly rather have Frank. But you know, fan favorites. I mean, people are still want Kelly Oubre back. You know. Oh, well, that's that. That would that honestly, that'd be tough. On a like, minimum, though, I I my, I thought basically. I would initially. I thought initially I'd be like, no, like no, we don't need. But but if five, guys, five is five, where, like, five is where we're, we're thinnest, really. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be mad at it. But like when people, are like, I don't know. Could you get someone better though? Is there a better? Well, I mean, the, well, it it depends. I mean, I mean. From a, I don't think we really need to make a trade. I kind of agree with that. I don't think, like we, I feel like we'd be giving up more than we get in any trade, outside either sacrificing depth or it just wouldn't. Like I don't know really truly where the improvement would come. You know, we're 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 pretty solid, both starting five wise and like probably like first nine. Well, shit, first thirteen. Um, you got Damian Jones and our rookie who's in the G League now basically wrapping that up i mean i would honestly this i would want small tweaks honestly i want a third legit big that can actually play basketball um and a breaking case of emergencies point guard that can actually run an offense because we don't because we ran into we ran into that with campaign going down i mean javon more didn't do bad he didn't do bad, but it was still he was still miscast. He's a shooting guard who yeah, I guess can kind of combo guard. I guess you can combo guard, whatever you want to call him. But he's the short, he's the combo guard version. That's basically a guy who's too short to truly be a shooting guard, but doesn't have the handle <laughs> to be a point guard. He's too he's like too much in the middle. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wouldn't mind another like true like guy who can actually run an offense and get get the team in their sets i don't expect you know a world beater there like i said he's a breaking case 
or like be the break glass in case of emergency kind of guy who can if you know Chris Paul or um campaign goes down again for a short period of time I just kind of laugh about that and, and I'm not trying to be a dick here but like I feel like that's like what campaign already is right and and like are we gonna well he, he's I feel like, solidly I feel like you're asking for like more than that could conceivably like come come in because that's that type of player that can run an offense in case of emergency is kind of an important player right so like is that is that is that going to be something that's out there? Like a a big that can fill some minutes is something I feel is ascertainable. Well, well, what I what I'm saying is like, I and mean, we we've had guys on the roster before in that third point guard spot who are actually point guards. We just don't have a third actual point guard on our. Yeah, team it was right like now. Isaiah Thomas and Eric Bledsoe and <laughs> Gordon. <Rock. laughs> no, not then. <laughs> but you know, I mean. Cause like we saw it when cam campaign was down, we didn't have a, a true like floor general distributor. He doesn't have to be the best one in the world. Cause campaign's clearly the backup. He's earned that spot. He deserves it. And I mean, I guess Etwan Moore did okay, but it took us a while to kind of even figure out that he could do it. It took a while for him to even see the floor. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Yeah. Now he's entrenched in the lineup. Like he's, he got minutes the other night over um, Galloway and I mean, Carter's been completely out of the lineup. I don't fully understand why that happened, but it makes he hasn't played very well. I mean, defensively the effort's always there, but yeah, well, I, that's the other thing. I'm just kind of surprised. Like sometimes Monty won't like, all right, this isn't going great. Just throw him out there to wreak havoc for a little bit. <laughs> you know let him do what he does yeah let him do what he does disrupt 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 the other side and yeah no i hear you piss everyone off yeah exactly it's what we do we piss everyone off ruffle feathers all right perfect well hey let's let's wrap up this episode i feel like i completely forgot the track how long we've been going but i feel like it's probably about an hour right give or take sure let's see um as we always say here at fan of flames we do appreciate you guys listening you can find me on twitter i'm at so says jay paul at Dervish of World. Pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. Dan, what's your uh, Twitter handle, bud? Uh, D Duarte89 and follow uh, Coast to Coast Pod One for the Coast to Coast Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They do a good job over there. Best best wishes out there to you, Flex. Um, I well, terrible. Miss you, buddy. I didn't realize he was going through that, man. I would have reached out to the dude, but uh, that's probably. I'll do it anyway. It's not too late. It's not too late. All right. Well, again, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Make it a seven-game streak tomorrow. We're out. Today. Whatever this is posted. Just